What up, folks? It's me. It's me, the killer bee, the Africanized honeybee, the fat man, guy 5 at Gmail, Mr. Excitement, Mr. Dynamite, Mr. Um, Lush, mid-afternoon drinking. Let's jump right into it. I've got my fabulous co-host with me as always, May. What up, May? What's the deal, son? I love mid-afternoon drinking. I mean, it might make me a Lush, but whatever. I guess technically it's late afternoon, but I've been painting... I've been doing housework all day, like home improvement type shit. So I've earned the drink. Uh, I ran this morning. And so it's hot as Hades outside and I needed to do a 10 miler. And so I thought it would be perfect after my run to test this theory that the mango Ciroc would taste really good with the mango sweet tea. And I feel like for research, this is cocktails and crankshafts, like I needed to do that. So, I mean, I feel it. like that's too much mango, but yeah, go for it. Was it was heavy on the mango, but I'm into the fruity, but I oh, liked it. Okay. Um, so elephant in the room, it is the 6th of June, 2020, and uh, you and I are both uh, African-American type people, and there's a lot of shit going on right now. Uh, Hence the drinking at 10 a.m. after my run. That obviously impacts more than just us. Uh, this, is, this is an American thing. It's not just a black American thing but I'm not going to dig too deeply into that because by the time this episode airs, hopefully we'll be behind uh, the, the summer of discontent and uh, be moving on towards credible solutions, long-term solutions to what is um, America's number two original problem. You know, we've got two original sins and uh, obviously the, historical context of being African-American in this country is the second of those two sins. The first one, obviously being, being a native or indigenous person in the context uh, of this country. Cause that was going to be my question. Cause I feel like this is the original sin, but I do believe that the colonization of the native people is probably bigger. Fraudulent country on someone else's land yeah. and then the stealing of other people. So I, I do, I do rate the, uh, the, invasion of north america as the first of the two sins of this nation but i respect that we're not going to dig deep into that in fact we're going to move on right now uh we're still in covid season and which uh, folks act like they forgot my state is still trending up but just this morning i posted a post because i drove by um i'll go ahead and say it i drove by a cars and coffee event this morning when i went to walmart at you know, eight o'clock in the morning, seven forty-five, eight o'clock in the morning. Cars and coffee sounds fun. Um, no, not, oh. not in a global pandemic. Well, no, nothing is um, fun in this global pandemic. Folks was, I mean, folks was out though. You could tell it's pent up. Folks are happy to be outdoors with their cars, and I get that. But I didn't see a lot of people wearing masks, and I saw even fewer people social distancing. So I drove by at a nice distance, took a couple of shots from the car and went on about my way because I'm not, I'm not ready to go there yet. Um, we can't have, oh, well, no, let me not lie. We're, we're in phase two right now. And I think maybe restaurants can open at half capacity or something. There's some stuff, but basically we're still not gathering in large groups. And right. um, there were a shit ton of cars there when I left and more on the way. Cars with little loud, bangy, bangy cars were flowing in from all directions. 
and they said they were going to, uh, according to their Facebook post, after the meet, they were going to, instead of going to one restaurant, they were going to split and go to two different restaurants on opposite ends of town, so as not oh. to overwhelm any one place. Okay. But uh, based on the numbers I saw, hopefully some of them are just going to go back home or whatever. Plus, there's, supposed to, there's a protest, uh, well, I guess it started a couple hours ago, but uh, downtown Durham had a protest today at 245, so um, some folks should have went and been doing that, I suppose. Anyway, yeah. whatever. Let's get into the, the meat of this topic. We are going to talk about uh, April 2007, Miami, Florida, Nopi Drift. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this was, well, this was April of 2007. So um, I had the St. Louis event a month or two later. I was living in the Midwest at the time. However, my younger sister uh, resided in Miami-Dade County. And since I had a free place to stay and arrived from the airport, why not? I mean, when in doubt. Right. So, and also April is still not really warm where I was living in the Midwest. I mean, it's not frozen frigid anymore, but it's not warm yet. So no. I relished the opportunity to go get some warm weather and see some Miami bodies. And uh, I flew down and the event was at, you know, uh, Joe Player Pro Shark Land Dolphin Sun Rock Miami Life Hard <laughs> Roby Stadium. Baptist Church. Yeah, I believe at that particular <laughs> point in time, it was officially called Dolphin Stadium. But within my lifetime, that place has had a bunch of names, starting with Joe Robbie. And I think in its current iteration, it's Hard Rock or Sun Life or Land Shark. I don't even know. Uh, I, oh, believe, I... I believe they're at uh, Hard Rock at the current iteration. I've lost track, but Honestly, it doesn't matter. It's the same. It's the Miami Dolphins home stadium. At that time in 2007, my sister lived six miles away. Um, I literally went out of the front of her neighborhood, made a left turn onto the major thoroughfare, and then I made another left a couple of lights down, about four miles down, and then I made a right into the stadium. It was literally three turns. Oh, that's convenient. Yeah. She was like, yeah, just go down to, I don't know what it was, Northwest 26th or something. She's like, you'll see it. And then just make a left at the light and then, you know, go a couple miles and you'll see a sign that says Dolphin Stadium. And sure enough, and I got to drive her, uh, at the time she owned a Mercedes and I got to drive that to the event. Not that I could do anything with it, but, right. um, you know, it's always nice. to be Other than look fancy for a little bit. Well, you know, in that part of Florida, entry-level Mercedes isn't exactly, uh, but uh, <laughs> still, though, nicer than, what I, nicer than what I had back in Iowa. There you uh, go. So this event was a drift-only, well, not a drift-only, but this event didn't have drag racing uh, because, obviously, Dolphin Stadium is not a racetrack. It's a football stadium with a large parking lot. So we had the pro-drifting. We had the car show, we had the swimsuit contest, and the infamous Nopi Freak Show, which I did not even attend. Um, and I'm trying to think. Night one was maybe 
because I promised my sister I'd be back home at a reasonable hour where we could go get dinner or hang out with her friends or her boyfriend. or There was some social event I had promised to do with them. And then Sunday afternoon, before we could get to the finals of the bikini contest, it started raining cats and dogs in the way that only Miami can. And they actually had to move the bikini contest from the Nopi main stage, which does not have appropriate rain covering, over to an auxiliary stage, which was like a pop-up trailer, truck trailer kind of thing, Mm -hmm. you know, like a radio DJ might use or something. And it had a little deeper rain cover, although it was barely large enough to get all the girls on stage at once. It was, it was kind of hilarious. They were all crowded in. But this was a celebrity sighting event because Hulk Hogan was there. Uh, for those that don't remember, this was during the Hogan Knows Best TV show period when they were on oh, VH1. Oh, he was at the height of his... Yes, the reality reality And son Nick had a brand new Formula D drift license that he was, uh, he was into the drifting thing. He was 17, I guess, at the time, 16, 17. So he was big into the drifting thing and had started doing the Nopi tour fairly regular, even though he was qualified for Formula D. But Formula D didn't have events every weekend. So he was able to sort of bounce back and forth between the two series. Um. Because Nick was, you know, a celebrity and on TV regularly. I mean, he wasn't near as famous as his dad, obviously, but he's on TV every week, and that helps. So he had a lot of sponsors considering his, uh, shall we say, skill level. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But at one point, he was signed to Dodge, even though they dropped him later. Um, He had Polaroid, he had Mac Tools, BF Goodrich, and Sparco. Oh, he was all the way sponsored. Uh, Yeah, and... You know, his dad had a long-standing relationship with Dodge and driving, being seen in public driving Dodge Vipers. So, I'm sure there was some, uh, you know, you know how that goes, old boy mm-hmm. network, however you want to call it. But um, he got dropped from all that stuff around August of 2007 when he had a very nasty wreck, which um, severely injured a friend of his that was in the car and resulted in criminal charges, felony charges, actually. Um, And he had a bullet alcohol level, even though he was a minor. Uh, Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, it wasn't good. I I saw part of the trial. The worst part of it to me was, I mean, the kid was 17, right? So somehow the call from the jail to his mom, I mean, he was crying and sobbing. I mean, you know, he was 17. Yeah. And that shit got leaked to the media. I remember hearing it on TV and was like, holy fuck. Yeah. That's some dirty shit. Yeah, that's not going to work. I mean, and I don't sanction what he was doing, but we've all been 17. I honestly, I blame his dad. Uh, 17-year-olds don't need 600 horsepower streetcars to drive around. They just, nope. You know, um, but I've been 17 and I was 17 and stupid with a car. The difference was the car I drove when I was 17 had like 87 horsepower. Right. The car I was driving at 17, you know, could barely switch lanes. I mean, which is, which is another episode. I'll get into that car later, but um, to continue on with the Nopi thing, I know even though we've branched over into the the Nick Hogan thing, um, you know, he did actually, sir, he was sentenced. He pleaded no contest and was sentenced to what, like six months in jail and 
uh, five years of probation and 500 hours of community service, or I guess it was eight months. He ended up serving um, six, I guess it was. And there was some even controversy with that because he was a minor. So he's supposed to be in juvie. And then um, the lawyers petitioned for him to be segregated because he was a celebrity. And I think that was denied. But when he turned 18, they moved him to, it was a bunch of shit, you know, just a bunch mm-hmm. of a bullshit. Uh, and I, I only have but so much sympathy because I, I have some uh, family members who have been in the system. And let's just say um, Nick got treated a lot better than anybody of my persuasion. Oh, I'm probably sure. be treated. Uh, but he ended up getting released early and he was released from his probation at about four years. So I assume he's gone on with his life. And obviously because of the divorce and the TV show going off and his dad going back to wrestling and all of that, um, Brooke showed up on some of the wrestling shows. I haven't heard hide nor hair of Nick since the accident. So No, they all sort of just, just faded away. Maybe he just went undercover. And I can't say I blame him. Um, <clears throat> but the big man himself, Mr. Hogan, was there. And he was, that was interesting because despite being a wrestling fan and having been to see pro wrestling live, I grew up in WCW, uh, Jim Crockett Promotions country, more or less. So I had seen, you know, Lex Luger, Ric Flair, Steiner Brothers, those kind of guys live and in person. But I had never seen Hulk Hogan. Uh, in person and this was you know old broke down retired Hulk Hogan so he wasn't looking I mean don't get me wrong he's still big as hell but he wasn't looking great you could tell by the way he was walking that he had back issues and knee issues and I I think this might have been after his you know second or third hip surgery but he's probably pretty beat up yeah he was a little bit standoffish and um you know when he wasn't quote-unquote on he was a little he just looked a little like he wasn't a dude you wanted to mess with. But um, I know I, I was watching. He spoke to some uh, veterans. He spoke to some first responders. And when he was with those folks, he was, you know, signing autographs and very animated and, you know, sort of more in his public persona, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but his boy Bubba the Love Sponge was there. And Bubba was made a honorary swimsuit uh, bikini judge. And, uh, yeah, ugh. Bubba's an odious fat fuck. But, um, <laughs> well, tell me how you really feel. Let, let me let me stop because uh, you know him and Awesome Kong got into some stuff. Amazing Kong, Kia Stevens, whatever you want to call her, Karma. Uh, when she was at TNA, her and Bubba had some had a, a situation, and as I understand it, Miss um, Stevens put hands on Mister Mister Love Sponge. Well, you, you, you have to look up her YouTube shoot interviews to get the details on that. But yeah. Um, I had fun at this event, um, even with the pressure of sort of, you know, running, um, you know, trying to tie in a visit with my sister and respect the fact that I was staying in her house for free, which meant I probably needed to spend some family time with her Just while a little I was bit. attending this event. Um, I think, did I even go to church with her Sunday? I think we might've even went to church Sunday before I went to the thing. And she didn't want to come to the event or you didn't invite her to the I event? I didn't want her to come to the event. Okay, I mean, I know that ain't her scene, but... <laughs> that ain't her scene, and me and her together, me and her like oil and water. That, no. <laughs> uh, At least in the house of the Lord, you won't cuss. I, I you know, well, I'm, I'm tired. I don't know why this is boring. <laughs> I'm... 
So no, we no, no. No, all right. But it was a relatively good visit, except maybe the, was that the time I missed my flight home because we were late getting to the airport because she just doesn't anticipate traffic or the, even the laws of physics that say it takes time to get from point <laughs> A to point B. I mean, right? It's like if something's only five miles away, it still takes five miles for you to get there. And unfortunately, we do not travel at the speed of light. So nope. it still takes noticeable amounts of time to get five miles from point A to point B. But I'll leave that alone. Um, right. Good trip. Had fun. Uh, the rained out bikini contest didn't bother me. Missing the freak show didn't bother me. You know, like I said with Rockingham, once you've done the foam pit thing as an yeah. older, heavier, fully clothed man, it, uh, it's, it's, not, it's not a scene for me. I, I just, there's no other <laughs> not way to quite put a it. thing anymore. It's not even worth standing around to film it. I mean, it, yeah, it, it's not a thing. Also, that was, um, to put it mildly, in those days with that kind of camcorder, I had one battery. And when that battery went out, ran out, video was gone. My f- camera at that time, I was using the Fuji. So the Fuji took like double A batteries. But mm-hmm. My camcorder had one of those unique memory batteries, batteries with the microchip where you can't, you have to buy an exact, you know, manufacturer duplicate battery in order for the oh, camcorder okay. to read it. And uh, I, I, yeah, no. So I had one battery and when it was gone, it was gone. And so you kind of had to pick your spots and nighttime stuff with that camera and that little bitty light that was on it just wasn't worth the effort. Nice. Um, that said, I, I don't grade events, so I won't, I won't go into that, but I had fun and that's all that mattered. It was a good event. I enjoyed it. And sadly I never went back cause I think by eight, yeah, eight was a bad year for Nopi, 2008. And yeah, I mean, and how many of those things can you go to, really? Because you're going to see the same well, you know, um, thing, right? Yes, but the plan was at the time I was, uh, I had a blog and a web page, and I needed content, and that was how I got my content, which, I mean, sort of, like, sort of like the same way I'm using the footage now. Um, going to those events provided content for my website and, my, and fodder for me to blog about uh, much like I'm talking about it today. So in that regard, I would have kept going as long as they were still having events, but. And decent. Yeah. This is the killer B checking in from post-production land. Obviously this was recorded after all the, um, shall we say unpleasantness with Hulk Hogan and the bubble, the love sponge wife, sex tape, racial slur nonsense and the Gawker trial and all of that. Um, I chose not to include any of that in this episode because it was not relevant to the episode. The episode was about the Nopi event in 2007 or whatever, and not anything to do with Hulk Hogan sort of after the fact we kind of sidelined into the Nick Hogan thing, but Nick Hogan's relevant as he was actually there and drifting at that event um, and the only reason we brought Hogan up is because he was physically there walking around at the event. Anyway, um, I hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to see the video version, please check it out on YouTube. 
Check me out at Zero Five Car. Uh, I'm also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, so you can find me out there in the interwebs. Enjoy.